So the Korean Air scandal is widening as it's been reported. First of all, of course, if we go back three years and a bit, the uh, the so-called nut rage incident involving Heather Cho, Cho Hyuna. Then we had more recently Emily Cho, as she's known, um, insulting an advertising executive, throwing water in his face or near the floor. I mean, various different reports coming out. I think even the company admits some water was thrown, but the question is where it went exactly. Um, the anger itself triggered widespread public disapproval. And now a video of the mother of these two girls, the, the, the wife of Korean Air's chairman, getting angry with construction workers and throwing papers around and seeming like uh, getting a little bit too close and personal on the physical side as well. So how much trouble does that mean for Korean Air? Let's bring in Jung Hwang, independent legal researcher with LawQuant LLC. Good morning to you. Morning, Alex. This uh, rage issue feels now like a family trait. You've got to be careful making unfounded allegations, but when you add these three together, it's not a good look. Yeah, I mean, the nut rage was you know, really a big news back in 2014. And in fact, Heather Cho, as you mentioned, the, the main player in the nut rage, she actually spent time in jail in connection with violation of aviation law. But this time around, it seems like the scandal is kind of widening. I mean, back then, the, the kind of the focus was on Heather Cho and, and the fact that she forced the plane to go back to the gate and so forth. But now it seems that all kinds of stuff is being lifted about Korean Air not just uh, Emily Ch- uh, just, just just the family, but related to the co- the, co- the co- corporate practices as well. So I think you know it kind of shows that there was a bit of a built-up angst against the family and the conglomerate, and it seems that we have people coming out of woodworks, kind of you know, breaking up stories. I mean, you know, there's now not just the reporters looking into stuff, but government officials looking into unfair business practices. Already, Emily Cho had to step down as a director of uh, GNR because. She, she was recognized under law as an American citizen. She could not be a director. So it seems that this time around, the scandal is a little different in, in the sense that it, we, we are sort of seeing widening, you know, looking at kind of a general way that Cho family has run the Korean air business. Well, so much to unpack. But going back to the nut rage incident, I, I, I know a lot of onlookers not necessarily themselves Korean, who were surprised that someone could go to prison for something like that, even if they didn't find it particularly appetizing, the whole story. But we have to look at the local context here, the the, the gap, jil culture, the gap itself right. between mm-hmm. the haves and the have-nots. And that story just provided the focus for all that frustration. And then years later, Heather Chow comes back into an executive position. She must have felt a bit... Well, actually, I have no idea how she felt, but most people would feel a little bit anxious about how that would go with the public. And then her sister creates this water rage incident, and then the video footage of her mother, and the two girls forcibly resign. That's right. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's where we're at right now. You would think they would have learned... Uh, you'll think so, right? I mean, at least 
on the uh, public relations side, and at least the way that you know the families portray the practices, you will think that they might have been a little uh, you know careful after all. You know, if you spend a few months in jail, don't you think that you might actually change your behavior, or at least the common sense might might tell you? But I think you know the general. Uh, it's not just a Korean uh, Korean air, but I think the Chebol conglomerate system in Korea in general. There isn't really much outside pressure. Uh, apart from you know public relations disaster like you know nut rage and current uh, the water bottle of rage going on, so I think you know basically what Korean Air ha- ended up doing and what basically a lot of other conglo- conglomerates do in Korea in general is that they make a few cosmetic changes. In fact, Korean Air set up a special committee to deal with kind of grievances that that uh, you know triggered a nut rage, but we now know that that committee was. It wasn't really operating to deal with this kind of owner ownership risk. So I think kind of shows you that within the Korean Chebol context, the self-regulation or self-reform doesn't really work that well. This time around, I mean, starting with Emily Cho, what sort of trouble could she possibly face? You, you can't go to prison, can you, for throwing, even if you throw water directly in someone's face, you can't be in prison for that. Well, I mean, somebody, somebody will have to get seriously hurt, and I don't think that was the case. In, in the case of Nutridge, it was the technical issue of the aviation law that if you uh, they actually carried a, a, a prison sentence, so that was kind of the unexpected uh, outcome. What is actually a little different this time around is that while Emily Cho probably would not face a personal danger of you know being in prison like her, her older sister was. I think there's widening investigation into different kinds of practices that the, the owner family has engaged in that wasn't really examined back back during the nut rage incident. One is the smuggling charge. I think that could be fairly substantial. Of course, I don't expect prison sentence, but some kind of substantial fine could be imposed on the family for using the Korean air to smuggle the various luxury items they used. You know, the, the government is looking into you know, unfair business practices, mainly that you know, oftentimes what goes on in Korean chebols is that you know the companies uh, actually engage in you know, business practices that are uh, that do not simply make sense but in order to enrich the uh, uh, the owner family i think the government is looking into that in particularly uh, closely with korean air so i think the blowback is going to go in in a sense is going to be wider even though there's no prison uh, probably no prison risk for uh, emily cho what about the fact that she's an american citizen she dropped her Korean citizenship, didn't she? That's right. Mm-hmm. Could could that put her even status as a citizen in, in danger? Or, is, or again, Tec- is it too light an uh, incident for that? Technically, for you know, serious enough offense, you could get kicked out if you're a foreigner in Korea, and then you're found guilty of you know, uh, one or the other. In fact, you know, Korean uh, the Ministry of Justice can just simply deny you to you know renew visa if you're you know American citizen or any other citizen other than Korean citizen in Korea. You're here on visa, and you know for whatever reason, the Korean government can deny you that. But that's just theoretical possibility, and I'm sure Korean Air will get whatever legal help. They, uh, they can to you know help her avoid their fate. You talked about many conglomerates having these issues. As a public, how do we respond? Do we boycott companies that uh, are shown to act in a way that we don't like, even if they can't be directly legally punished for it, uh, for regularly belittling or losing temper with workers? Or, for example, are we going to see the maintenance of calls for Korean Air to be stripped of its name or of its status as a national carrier? 
I mean, economic boycott is certainly something that you could think about, but that's sort of a dirty secret behind you know Korean economy, right? It is so oligopolistic when it comes to chebels, you know. As, as, as for you know airlines, I mean, if you take away Korean Air, you just, you're just left with the other choice in terms of international, basically international, most international travels anyway, going in and out of Korea, and you know that's kind of a, it's a choice with any other fields, you know, like smartphones, and you. you just Just kind of look around and see any kind of you know electronics you use. The Korean economy is so embedded in these large chebols that have you know remarkable monopoly power that is hard to do with the boycotts. As for the national carrier status, I think there is a, a petition to the Blue House going on that's uh, attracted significant amount of people uh, attention. But at the same time, I think unless there's a significant pressure brought on by the public, I, I, I think that's just going to pass. Mm. Certainly reflects discomfort. And perhaps, again, we're seeing this as a focal point for wider grievances as well. Thank you so much for helping us get up close on that today. Thank you very much. Zhang Hong, independent legal researcher with Law Quad LLC.